Welcome to the Horse Talk Show. You never heard of a talking horse? With your host, Louisa Barton. I want to be a famous rider. Presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. Truth is, I help horses with people problems. Now here's the Brit with the bit, Louisa Barton. Yeah, baby. (laughs) Welcome to the Horse Talk Show presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. I'm Louisa Barton, your host in the studio with you, broadcasting from the horse capital of the world, Ocala, Marion County, Florida. I have my co-host and top equestrian, Paulette Stout, and also guest co-host, bit of a thrill and a treat this week, to have a top eventer, Rick Wallace, <laughs> from Team Wallace here with us. Lovely to have you back, Rick. Thank you. It's good to be here. It's fabulous. Thank you, Paulette, for joining us. Yes. Uh, we've got a big week this week. We have the uh, All Breed inaugural Ocala Expo tomorrow uh, down at the uh, the downtown market. Pretty excited about that. Going to have a lot of horses uh, for people to enjoy and visit with and take photos at the New Millennium Realty booth. Um, also, uh, very uh, nice food trucks and entertainment and lots of games. We're going to have a live shoeing at six o'clock uh, done by David Manuel and a couple of other farriers. Apparently, they call it a hammer in. Interesting. Uh, and uh, we're also going to have roping demonstrations. Uh, Sean Hall is going to do roping demonstration on horseback. And then there'll be some um, fake horns and ropes around for kids to wow. practice. Wow, that will be fun. I know, won't it? Fake horns. Since, yeah, you know, I don't know what you call You mean heads. Yeah, you know. heads. Yeah, but yeah. with the horns, Open you know, so you yeah. can go fake yeah. rope the horns. <laughs> can you rope? No, but we can try. We'll learn tomorrow. We'll give it a whirl. <laughs> That's the day. <laughs> uh, it should be a lot of fun. And then following, of course, uh, next week, we have the Ocala uh, International three-day eventing at the Ocala Jockey Club. That's where you go, whoop, whoop. Yes. Yeah, that's so good. Fun. <laughs> My excited. mom and dad said it's the closest experience to eventing in England, going out to the jockey Well, club. there you go. That's terrific. It's really fun. Everybody should come out. Yes, absolutely. And we're going to talk about that actually in a later segment. We're going to have a lot more details for you. Uh, we've got a great lineup for you today. We're actually going to be talking to Rick's daughter, uh, Alyssa, and she's got a just a phenomenal uh, horse career from everything from Mustangs to top eventing. So I'm thrilled to talk to her. Of course, we have our weekly vet segment for you, and we'll have Lee Emerson McCaffin joining us as well to talk about the uh, past weekend of Breeders' Cup races, plus Stacey Amory talking about what wonderful things you can do with off-the-track thoroughbreds when they're off the track. <laughs> what a great, and Stacey's a great advocate. That's terrific. She she's does a great really, job. Yeah, she's super. So we're thrilled to have her join us. And then we'll close out the show with Yvonne Bartow from Horses Without Humans. And we'll have our adoptable horse of the week from her and a little update on the Boneyard horses. But we're going to start off with the news. Um, congrats to Croupies Newcastle Farm. Uh, their grad, Vino Rosso, uh, won the Breeders' Cup Classic this past weekend. Wow. Uh, yeah, that's terrific, huh? that farm all the time, I know, right? right? Isn't that cool? Congratulations. And, and I'm actually going to tell you a story with Lee McCaffin when she joins us. Um, about uh, about vino rosso and about red wine. So hold on that one. Ooh, red uh, wine. It'll be a, it'll be a good story. I promise you. Um, very sadly, in the Breeders' Cup Classic, Mongolian groom did sustain an injury. We were absolutely devastated and heartbroken. Uh, full investigation is actually um, going into that. Of, of course, they do require a necropsy, so um, that will be done. But uh, also, the Breeders' Cup has hired Dr. Larry Bramlage. 
uh, to conduct an actually independent evaluation to that for themselves to make sure that everybody is apprised of that situation. Uh, with all of the safety reforms that are going on and the well-being of the horses put first, um, it's absolutely devastating. I don't think it's any different on the major stage than not, except that it's more public than ever. And of course, we're deeply saddened and our prayers go out to everybody connected there. We're always heartbroken uh, to lose a horse, uh, athlete or pasture pet. So as we know, many horses break break legs running through fields. Um, it happens all the time and it's it's devastating no matter what when it happens or how it happens. So we're heartbroken uh, for those people um, connected to that horse and uh, very saddened that day. Uh, little Indy, the dam of multiple grade one winner, Maximum Security, who was surrounded this year um, by a great deal of controversy over the disqualification for the first time in the Kentucky Derby, uh, actually sold it the Keeneland November uh, breeding stock sale to Summerwind Equine for $1.85 million. Wow. Yeah. Cool. Amazing, huh? Mia Mischief, winner of the Humana Distar Stakes at Churchill Downs. Uh, also was hammered down to Stone Street Stables for 2.4 million. Nice, huh? That's another big winner there. <laughs> yes. Just a drop in the bucket. Just a yeah. drop in the bucket. Yes. Pocket money. Can you, you imagine? I, I only, I only need back, one of those. Backstage of the voice with that. Long Jeans Breeders Cup Classic winner Vina Rossa will enter stud for $30,000. That's not too bad wow. for a Breeders Cup wow, Classic wow. winner. I wouldn't mind having one of his babies. Yep. <laughs> That's pretty exciting. And Matol uh, will stand for $25,000. Uh, an introductory fee has been set for Omaha Beach, who I got to cuddle with again this weekend, which was rather nice. And uh, fees are set for coal and golden scents, so we're seeing some of these great athletes uh, retire to be stallions. And uh, hopefully we'll get to see many, many more of their babies succeed in the future. In the heat of California's dreadful wildfire season, which, uh, by the way, was yeah, going on while bad. we were there. Oh, terrible, so terrible. bad. Oh, it's absolutely terrifying. It's devastating to see that are on they, the news. When are they, they getting under control? I mean, you know, you, they see. seem like they do, but it's such a battle. And bless those firefighters. <laughs> Did you see that one just, clip of the, the mayor going back into the and fire get and getting baby. her baby and coming oh, back out? I, she like, ran back in. I know. It's like, wow. And they made it. So I know. Good, I the, saw that. She saved her baby. Uh, so lots of prayers and thoughts mm. out to everybody connected in those fires. They um, they really have had a scary time. And it's even scarier, I think, for people who own horses because they feel so torn and they, they want to get the horses out, you know. And so I think Do they, they know how they start? I, it's accumulation of um, power grids than when uh, the Santa Anita or the winds come in and then branches fall down on power lines and they can spark a fire like oh, that. Geez. That's why they shut down the power down there uh, and try to that. minimize that. Yeah, that's, wow. It's a big, big cause of the, the fires. They've burned thousands and wow. thousands of acres. It's, it's absolutely incredible. And the, and the danger is just, I mean, the wind, like you said. It's the wind causing all and creating the problems. But that's why wow. P&G have to shut down their power grids for periods of time. And horses out on the highway, and and like there are people that are just letting horses out because they don't know what else to do. Which is, the, I mean, it's the only thing you can do. Right. You can't leave yeah. them in the barn; it can collapse in minutes, sure. and, and yeah. it be over. No, yeah. it's devastating. Um, but it's uh, it's it's very it's scary, it's scary stuff. And and so uh, you know, we definitely have everybody connected. Um, and to Kelly Barnes, my dear friend, who messaged me and told me she just got to go home uh, in California over the weekend. I hope everything. Is, uh, is going well there. She said they were in and out with being evacuated. Uh, 
scary stuff. Um, horses competing at the Tokyo Olympic Games next year will have an array of science available to help them cope with hot and humid environments. A major research study has been commissioned to identify the best practices possible in management of horses training and competing in the hot environment there because it again is going to be another event that's going to be very hot for the horses. So um, led by the FEI's climate expert, Dr. David Marlin, the study will monitor the combined effects of long traveling times and distances with time zone disruptions, heat and humidity. I'm not a competing horse, but I have to say that time zone changes can be quite stressful. Yeah. Okay. We had an I hour change and then the three hour difference right. with California. I was like, am I at breakfast or dinner? Or <laughs> and then my flight arrived at six o'clock in the morning. So I was like, where am I? Yeah, you know, exactly. What time zone am I in? It, I have a cocktail, is it five o'clock somewhere? <laughs> somewhere, I'm sure. But it is a t it's a tough transition. Yeah. It is, yeah. Yeah. very difficult. Uh, and congratulations to Bryant Mogri. Uh, as he uh, sat at the press conference following the $225,000 Longines FEI Lexington World Cup qualifier um, to look at his new watch. Oh, baby. Congrats. <laughs> He's such a young guy. I love to see him compete and win. Um, one little closing comment before we end our news section. Just a funny one. No politics. Bipartisan here. The horse named Kofi Fee, who was trained here by McCathan Brothers, uh, and won this weekend at the Breeders' Cup was actually named after a Trump tweet. Who doesn't love President Trump's tweets? Actually won a million dollar race. Kofi Fee, who's three years old, won the Philly and Mare Sprint by three quarters of a length on the second day of the competition. Trump originally tweeted the word in May of 2017 saying, despite the constant negative press, Kofi Fee, without any additional explanation. There's Kofi never been an explanation Fee. for that word. <laughs> Nobody really even knows what it means, so Google that one. Well, evidently it means a million dollars. Apparently it Kofi does. Fee. It must be a good one. So congratulations to McCathan Brothers Training Center and everybody connected and to Trump for his tweet. I'll we'll be back. That. We have a vet segment coming up for you with Peterson and Smith, Equine Hospital, Dr. Tim Lynch. We'll be talking to us. Stay with us on the Horse Talk Show. I'm Louisa Barton and we'll be right back. Kofi Fee. That, it's Go a cute figure. name. I know. Go pee pee. Go pee. I love it. Services including ambulatory, surgery, sports medicine, reproduction, and with doctors on call 24 hours a day. Check them out now at petersonsmith.com. The opinions of the hosts and guests on the host talk show are not necessarily that of Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. This show is brought to you in part by Horse Boxers USA, the newest and most advanced way to safely transport your horses in style. Horse Boxers USA comes standard with a backup camera, horse cabin camera, and dual fans. Visit them at JJ Tack Shop on Highway 40 in Ocala or online at horseboxesusa.com. This show is sponsored in part by All In Removal, like jockey and horse, Shavings delivery and manure removal go together naturally and are the green natural solution too. All-in removal offers a great way to save you money combining the two services of quality pine shavings delivery and manure container rental and removal. Great service, great quality and the green choice too. Like All-in removal on Facebook now or go to allinremoval.com for more information. 
Welcome to the Horse Talk Show presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. I'm your host, Louisa Barton, and in the studio with me, I have Dr. Tim Lynch from Peterson and Smith. And uh, just a quick funny mention, we covered String Halt uh, last time, and, uh, and I actually forgot to mention that they've been doing some research on the fact that Botox might be helpful, and that research has been very interesting in reference to the String Halt. So. You know, wrinkles and string halt. Interesting. <laughs> you never know what you might hear next. We are going to talk about arthritis. A very unwelcome diagnosis for uh, horses, regardless of their discipline or occupation. Um, certainly something that is a concern to people with older horses, like myself. Uh, I'm going to let uh, Dr. Lynch tell us a little bit about this chronic inflammation. Uh, so arthritis is a cascade of events. Uh, be it from injury or use or age, typically. Uh, and what happens is, uh, the unfortunate thing is, once you're born, that's all the cartilage you have in your life, uh, in your joints. And so anything that would damage that or turn the tide of um, healing, uh, healing the bone and the joint versus breaking down the joint uh, will lead to osteoarthritis. So osteoarthritis is a combination of not only inflammation in the bone that supports the joint, but also, uh, unfortunately, the articular cartilage. The cartilage is um, uh, its very tough, it's resilient, uh, it allows us to run and our joints glide and we don't grind bone on bone. Uh, so once something happens to the joint uh, that would upset that balance of um, the homeostasis of the joint, more or less, uh, then you have this cascade of events, unfortunately, through um, which try to destroy the joint through inflammation, which is our enemy. Uh, as you can imagine, horses that run fast or twist and turn, uh, again, they can get arthritis um, in any joint, but there's certain joints, mostly the high motion joints, which are like the fetlock, uh, the carpus, uh, and then the stifle uh, seem to be high motion joints which seem to be prone to developing osteoarthritis. On the same hand, there's something called low motion Typical joints like the passion joint, uh, the, the lower hock joints seem to be small, low motion joints that just kind of go back and forth are also prone to a certain type of osteoarthritis and they can make your horse just as lame. So uh, it becomes important to know the difference uh, high motion, low motion joint arthritis because the treatments are different. Um, most of the treatments in horses are to alleviate pain similar to people. Uh, you want quality of life and mm -hmm. be able to do your job mm -hmm. and get up and walk around. Right? Right. So of course uh, there's many uh, modalities that people try from physical therapy to heat and um, you know, electrostim and things like that or then you get into the direct joint treatments themselves which vary uh, and or then eventually unfortunately knee replacement or joint replacement hip. Uh, so can't do those in the horse. So we try to concentrate on uh, having uh, pain control and then trying to uh, control uh, as best we can inflammation. You're trying to stop this freight train inflammation by using certain drugs in the joints and they can vary uh, depending on if you have a high motion joint or a low motion joint. Lots of steroids in any joint is not good. Uh, we know that, we've proven that years and years. Uh, so, but some steroids in, in either of those joints can be quite helpful and actually protective in a way. 
they alleviate pain, they, take, they reduce inflammation tremendously. So hopefully the joint can reestablish its normal environment and try to at least limit damage to the cartilage in the joint itself uh, and not uh, try to uh, speed up the process of, of osteoarthritis or destruction of the joint. Mostly what we use in horses is steroids, usually short-acting steroids with short onset and short duration. To some horses get a little longer duration steroid, uh, which you can use more typically in the low motion joints uh, to try to, you know, again, control uh, inflammation. We're not as worried about the low motion joints saving them, um, but we want to not have the horse be lame or painful. There's lots of other things that have come on the market again in the last five to 10 years. Mm -hmm. uh, hyaluronic acid has been around for 40 years now. Interesting, um, another one that women use on their skin, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> uh, so you can use it in the joints and it's truly, you make your own hyaluronic acid in your joint. That's kind of the oil of the joint. It's a lubrication and it's a viscoelastic. It makes, lets the joint do what it can do and hopefully save the cartilage. Cartilage is very tough and very um, uh, resilient, uh, but unfortunately it has no nerves and has no blood supply. So once it gets damaged, it's really hard to, uh, it won't repair itself. There's a few methods that it tries to, you know, make this repair tissue. And that's the unfortunate problem. Uh, horses are actually a great model for arthritis for humans. Uh, humans have a huge problem with arthritis, right? So HA has been used in combination with steroids or other things. And that is an injection, the hyaluronic yeah, an And how often do they have to have that one? It depends on the on nature the or what joint you're drawing. Uh, you try not to inject young horses. Uh, they don't really need it quite, I don't think. Uh, it depends on what they do and what's on their schedule and um, where they're trying to make all their money. Mm -hmm. uh, so lots of times horses will get HA or steroids in their hawks, say, or things like that. But again, it's, it's, a, it's a veterinarian choice of what's uh, best for that joint mm -hmm. and or what's the best for that horse. There's also some other things. PRP has been put in the joint, which is platelet-rich plasma. Mm -hmm. um, platelet-poor plasma has actually been put in there. There's all sorts of other um, joint uh, compounds now that are coming out, Noltrex. Um, there's Prostride, which is a form of uh, interleukin beta. Uh, one receptor antagonist, which means it's a lot of it. It has a certain protein in there that will block the receptors for certain destructive enzymes that really? will, you know, will destroy the joint or destroy cartilage. So we have raised or we take the horse's blood, condition it so it makes this protein, and then you put that back in the joint. You're you're. It's biological warfare is what you're doing and trying to block this. And it's another way of hopefully helping the joint without using steroids. And that way you can kind of stretch out the steroid treatments. Uh, again, you, do, you know, it depends on the horse. You know, some horses might get their hocks done once a year, twice a year, those types of things. I think it should be more based on lameness mm -hmm. and not so much because it's that time or everybody else in the barn is doing it. Mm -hmm. uh, you don't go to the orthopedic guy and get your knees done just because, you know, it's that time, right? right no. uh, hopefully you'd be lame or you'd be painful <laughs> to do it. Uh, right. Yeah, to do it. So, because it's not without risk um, as far as uh, the biggest risks are not working. Infection is a big risk. Again, horses are covered with hair and they live in manure. Mm -hmm. So it's, you know, you're poking a hole in the horse. Um, so HA steroids, there's all sorts of these now. Um, stem cells have been tried to try to 
uh, recreate an environment that uh, they grow cartilage. It's it's almost a, uh, a pipe dream. Uh, it's not been it's helpful, but it's not. Nobody's ever come back with uh, a way to grow cartilage in your body, right, or in your joints. If that was true, we'd, we'd, we wouldn't have we wouldn't have arthritis anymore. Uh, so it's uh, it's a variant, and it depends on what the horse is doing. All sorts of things that can help control bone inflammation, uh, control the joint environment as best you can. Adequan, uh, which is a polysulfated glycosaminoglycan, it's one of the building blocks of articular cartilage. So you're giving the horse in the muscle um, that building block, uh, and it's been around for probably longer, 40 years, 50 years maybe. Uh, it's been a very useful, helpful uh, drug for the horse. Oral, any oral uh, supplements are always questionable. Uh, glucosamine seems to be the best in the horse that's been worked out, that once they eat it, it actually truly gets into the joints. So it's a, it's a kind of a way, a multi-front of trying to treat this inflammation uh, and trying to get it under control, trying to manage the horse's pain. Can't forget, you know, non-steroidals like bute and banamine, useful but not in large amounts right. and for very long. Right. Uh, so it's it's always good to be having a horse with good conformation. That's a good place to start. That's a good place to start. Uh, yes. yeah, so the joints are relatively normal, normal loads in, uh, in place. And then some horses, I mean, they truly, you know, they need help, especially, at, you know, when, depending on what they're doing, their competitions that they're at. Uh, you know, some of those, you know, high... Uh, competition horses need help uh, but you know everything should be taken into consideration what's the best route what's wrong with the horse right you got to have an accurate diagnosis right. and then you can kind of tailor your plan there and trying to hope and limit uh, steroids but there's all sorts of other things that you can put in your toolbox to help the horse out and get over this inflammation and hopefully you know combat the disease really truly is what it is it's it's a, it can be a crippling disease in a lot of horses and people, right? Yes, absolutely. Ever see any young horses with arthritis? Yeah, you, you can. Uh, like the foals that we were talking about before, they get tarsal crush or cuboidal crush. So now they, instead of having normal bones, they're crushed. And so what happens with that? Well, now you got an abnormal joint. They get pretty bad arthritis. Uh, the fortunate thing is a lot of them, it looks terrible in raingrass, but uh, they'll heal and they're they're solid. Uh, they may not make good athletes, but uh, their joints are now uh, pain-free, right? So it's kind of those things that uh, you always want to make sure that you're doing the best for the horse by picking the right treatment, having the right diagnosis, getting to the right joint, getting it in there, right? And there could be many ways to do that. Not only just injections, but there's all sorts of transdermal things. Uh, Surpass is a, is a as a drug that people rub on, that's it's basically um, uh, a non-steroidal that goes through their skin. Uh, so all those types of things can be kind of used. Uh, people are using laser now. There's several nice lasers out there, cold lasers. Um, there's shockwave, similar. They do help with pain, bone pain. Um, rehab has always been useful. Right. Depends on what the horse is there for. and. Um, should it go into the water treadmill or should it go into a leg spa, cold? Ice is your best friend still, uh, especially after you work and, and right. you know you cool down the joints and things like that. So there can be many, many ways to try to combat osteoarthritis in the horse. Dr. Tim Lynch, that was amazing. It makes me want to be a horse. <laughs> it makes me want to be a patient at Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital too. <laughs>
<laughs> not just my horse wow lots of options the best thing you can do uh, of course is get one of their veterinarians uh, Dr. Tim Lynch uh, is their expert in that uh, area for sure. And to get uh, the veterinarian out there to do an exam and to actually pinpoint the area that is causing the problem, make sure you're treating the right thing. And then of course, you've got all sorts of options, uh, wonderful medical science and research uh, that's gone into being able to make the horse as comfortable as possible, being able to uh, allow the horse to continue with its career as long as possible. And, uh, and obviously have a, a very happy life. I like the rehab and the water treadmill myself, sounds good. Uh, like a nice break for the horse and a rest. Uh, thank you, Dr. Lynch. That was really uh, super informative on arthritis in the horse. I'm Louisa Barton for the Horse Talk Show. This show is brought to you in part by DAC Vitamins and Minerals of Florida. All horses need a solid immune system, excellent joint support, a healthy gut, and DAC has all the vitamins and minerals they need with the NASC stamp of approval. So like them on Facebook now or go to feeddac.com. DAC, it makes a world of difference. This show is sponsored in part by Earthsong Ranch, improving and restoring health since 1998 for the health of your horses, dogs, and cats with natural probiotic-based supplements, herbal dewormers, all-natural fly sprays, joint supplements, plus Earthsong Ranch is a great resource for health information. Find Earthsong Ranch on Facebook or at earthsongranch.com. This show is sponsored in part by Equisin. When visiting the horse capital of the world, you want to stay at a hotel that reminds you of what you love about Ocala, the horses. Stay tuned to this show for announcements about the renovations to be completed fall 2019 at the Equisin by following them on Facebook and Instagram at Equisin. Welcome to the Horse Talk Show. You never heard of a talking horse? With your host, Louisa Barton. I want to be a famous rider. Presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. Truth is, I help horses with people problems. Now here's the Brit with the bit, Louisa Barton! Yeah, baby! Yeah. Talk show presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. In the studio with me, co-host Paulette Stout, and also joining us as guest co-host this week as a special treat for us, we have Rick Wallace. And joining us on the phone, his daughter, Alyssa, who is a top eventer and has accomplished a great deal with Mustangs and has won the Mustang makeover. Pretty exciting stuff. Alyssa, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me on. It's wonderful. Um, Alyssa is with Alyssa Wallace Eventing. Actually, last time you were on the show, I had her website up. I know you did. <laughs> and, and just, it's, everybody does this, so I'm going to, it's Elisa. 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 Mm -hmm. Okay, I can do it. It's okay, since Elisa. she was four, it's been Alyssa or Elsa. Or Elsa, yes. E-L-I-S-A. Elisa. 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 Okay, I'll get it right eventually. Elisa is a five-star three-day eventer. She's also an advocate for the American Mustangs, for the adoption, also for the off-the-track thoroughbreds, for rider safety, and for women in the sport, which I think is incredible. Elisa, tell us a little bit about your background and kind of how you got started in riding and then in eventing. Uh, well, both of my parents rode, lucky for me, I guess. 
my mom was riding when she was pregnant with me, and my dad, of course, had me on a horse before I could walk and was doing trot sets as a two-year-old, and I think I did my first event when I was four, and so I kind of grew up as the trainer's kid and got to ride all different types, you know, I was the one they threw on, uh, all different types of horses. That's and true. Then, that's how you got your ponies trained. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Naughty yeah, ponies. So, uh, we, we were always kind of around the thoroughbreds, and I've always had a love for the thoroughbreds and, um, and eventing, so... Sometimes, I read this, sometimes called part horse. She was often found sleeping or playing with the young foals that mum and dad raised. <laughs> this is true. She would fall asleep with them. In her pajamas. Yep. So starting out in eventing, um, when you were obviously much younger, um, you were very young, were you any fear? Were you scared, nervous? No, cross country is my favorite. I loved it too. I did it when I was a kid as well, and that was my favorite part of um, of eventing was taking off across the. I know, the across fields. the fields and going. Yes. She's she's always been really really great at it, and um, I guess the stories are back when she was doing it as like five or six. As I would run behind her, uh, <laughs> you, you know, and you can't do that really Nothing's now. Changed. <laughs> Nothing changed. <laughs> nope, nothing's changed. I still do it. So top of your bucket list in eventing, probably the Olympics? Uh, yeah, I got close. I was an alternate for uh, Rio, so we, we got close. But the bucket list, uh, I've been able to chug in so blessed with, especially my horse, Simply Priceless. Um, we've been able to check off a lot of stuff on the bucket list with uh, Rolex or Land Rover now. Um, Burley and even heading out to badminton and um, yeah it's been the, it still doesn't I still sometimes have to go back and watch it to believe that I actually did it because it doesn't always feel like I've done it <laughs> that's very exciting though all wonderful accomplishments talk to us a little bit about the Mustangs uh, so I started the Mustangs uh, during a period of time where uh, both my upper-level horses were hurt, and I only had some a couple of young horses, and a friend of mine, Rebecca Bowman, uh, signed me up for a Mustang competition because it was close, and um, I thought, okay, what the heck, it's on the bucket list to train a Mustang, might as well, and, you know, I, I used it as a good um, experience to kind of develop my training and stuff like that and I had no intentions of keeping that Mustang and uh, then about 30 days in I couldn't I couldn't bear the fact of not not having him I still tear up thinking about it but um, yeah he, he Pledge was my first Mustang and I learned so much and um, he's really an incredible little horse and um, they're really uh, neat and unique and magical type horses that are very athletic and versatile. And um, after I did my first uh, makeover, I kind of, I, I did breed. I, because I, like, as a child, I wanted to breed my own horses because of course I grew up uh, with my parents doing that. And then kind of, I had three, um, three falls on the ground but after I did the Mustang makeover I kind of decided that 
I wanted to put my efforts more so in helping and adopting the horses that are already out there and um, then also helping the -the off-the-track thoroughbreds as well. So that's kind of where I pointed my efforts and to hopefully one day have a Mustang, a BLM Mustang run at the upper levels in eventing is... Yeah, that'd be I cool. would love to see that. Oh my God. To have a branded Mustang out there, that's my goal. There And there has have been some, some Mustangs that have made it up to, what, at least the three-star maybe? There is a Canadian Mustang that, yes, it, he would have been at the... It was two-star, now three-star. Right. Um, and then, of course, back back in the day of, of the 80s, there was a half Mustang that ran around advanced, but there has not been a branded American Mustang. I think that's a great goal. Is, oh, I love it. Is there a difference in the size that you would, it, or was that one that was three-star, was it a big Mustang or an mm-hmm. average size? Uh, I think he was like 15-2, maybe. I mean, they come in all different shapes and sizes. Yeah, that's what I was... There are large ones. Um, mm-hmm. I've had a couple of six, I mean, large for um, some of them are 16 hands, 16 two, but sometimes there's a little bit more draft influence. Oftentimes, yeah. the more athletic ones can be a, the smidge of the smaller ones. My, uh, the, the one, one that, that you I have, have. Briar Win, she's 14 three, oh. and uh, she's competed up to the prelim level. And um, they're very, um, they have a lot of jump. That's why you have to have a six-foot panel, and I've seen them jump a six-foot panel before. They're, they're pretty um, athletic. They are. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's inter- you know, we were talking about the expo and what breeds are right. at the expo. There is a Mustang, well, and the photos she sent me were free jumping. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was like, wow. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Yep. They can do yeah, a lot. They're very stuff. good jumpers. And, and um, her win is a buyer horse. Your win is a briar horse? Her win, the, the mare, the yeah. Mustang mares, is a briar horse. Oh, I want one. Yeah, sure, we'll get you one. Oh, I must have one. And and Elisa, you you need to autograph it for me. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that. That's incredible. Yeah, that's pretty have cool. fun. Now, how has working with off-the-track thoroughbreds and um uh, that was a big sigh um off-the-track thoroughbreds and and mustangs wild mustangs Mm -hmm. how has that helped your training program in eventing um they they help by teaching you to be a better listener um and oftentimes the more difficult horse the more um you learn from it and um I don't know. It's just, I really find that doing the Mustangs and then also eventing kind of gives me a good balance of, of uh, competition and horsemanship and always kind of grounding me a little bit that way and always trying to be better. My goal is to always be better. Um, and so, uh, making to sure that you. our horses are happy horses. Not to interrupt you, Elisa, but uh, Rune and um, Fledger, uh, this is at Red Hills when she did a demonstration. This is probably about four years ago. Wow. Um, but Fledge is on the left, and she won um, the Mustang makeover with that one. And, really? Um, and the one on the right is Rune. What place were you, you were fourth with him? At another Rune was 30th out of 200 30th, horses in the right. Mustang Million makeover. But wow. on YouTube, on the Wallace Eventing YouTube channel, the fledge, um, the final is on there, and you will cry. I don't know if you've seen it yet, but you should watch it. It's pretty tear-jerking. Is it? But they're very cool horses. She's done a great job. 
They're, they're actually amazing and they're so versatile. And I, I didn't know that they had such abilities jumping until recently. And, and but personalities that's on top of it. So. Very different. Which, They'll, they'll be at the um, Ocala Jockey Club, so you'll have to come see them. We absolutely will. And, and that's something we're going to talk about in the next segment. We're going to talk um, actually a lot about what's going on at the Ocala Jockey Club uh, next week. And it's going to be an, a really exciting event. Uh, we'll get to see Elisa. Did I get it right this you time? Did. I did. I did it. I know. Yeah. Uh, and 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 Rick as well out there. And of course, Mary Phelps is going to be out there. She's going to be, um, be doing, doing her, her, demo with her, her demos. Yep. And uh, it's going to be an exciting weekend. So we've got a lot to cover there. Um, but uh, I was reading down your um, your accolades here. What what is your greatest moment? Was it the Mustang makeover win? Is that the one that made you the most excited? I probably I have two that stick out. Uh, one, and they're kind of, they're tied. I would say one would be winning the my first Mustang makeover with Fledge. Um, and then the other one was um, being at eighth with Johnny at Kentucky. Um, that was... That, that was huge. That was, 2000, that was 2016, and that that's launched. That's Yeah, that's simply priceless. That launched her onto the Rio alter, as an alternate. alternate for Rio. Yep. Wow. So a couple of big, big time moments. She was an underdog, and nobody really thought, I mean, to be an alternate for Rio was, was not really what anybody thought would happen with that horse, but she did. So I it was great. I love that. Did you cry? Oh my God! Yeah, <laughs> I cry all the time. I'd have to yell at him sometimes because, like, the first time I went to Kentucky, I remember we were walking show jump, and my dad was like, "Can you believe it? You're walking show jump at Kentucky, Elisa." And I was like, "You need to stop because I'm just pretending I'm here right now. I'm not. I'm not doing this. I'm just walking the course." So that's how I would stay relaxed. Is uh, I I had taken the Mustangs to do demos at Kentucky. Uh, the year before and I didn't ride and so one way that I try to trick myself to stay relaxed is that I'm not really competing I'm just doing a demo and that can help me that's a great uh, way to do not let the pressure get to yes and they're, take, they're moving on we're going to take a little break yes we are he's in charge and now at least I know I can go on holiday at the <laughs> I <laughs> got it. We're going to take a break. We're going to come right back. We're going to be talking about the Ocala Jockey Club and the upcoming international three-day event running from the 14th to the 17th of November. So we have more for you in the eventing world. Stay with us on the Horse Talk Show. We'll be right back. This show is sponsored in part by 1K Helmets, certified to ASTM standards, where the perfect synergy of advanced technology meets aesthetically pleasing design wrapped in a package that traditionalists appreciate. Check them out at 1khelmets.com and like them on Facebook. 1K Helmets, where style meets safety. This show is sponsored in part by Ovation Helmets, the lightest and most comfortable helmets on the market today. For hot Florida summers, you can't do better than Ovation. Check them out at EnglishRidingSupply.com or get fitted for a safe, lightweight new helmet at Tack Shack of Ocala. In the rarefied hills of north central Florida sits an equestrian paradise on 950 acres, the Ocala Jockey Club. 
the pastures are unprecedented. The sunsets are glorious. The Ocala Jockey Club has full training services for thoroughbreds in all stages of their careers. The training track is dragged daily and irrigated to ensure proper consistency of footing. The rolling hills provide natural rehabilitation for horses. Ocala has earned its regard as the horse capital of the world. Ocala has continued to get better every year and I'm really excited with what's coming in the, the years to come for the horse sport. The Ocala Jockey Club is also home to work-class eventing. The dramatic and rigorous cross-country course was created by an acclaimed Olympic cross-country course designer. The show jumping arena sits within clear view from the Ocala Jockey Club restaurant. Welcome to the Ocala Jockey Club, the horse capital of the world. And here we are at this amazing venue that can hold its best in anywhere in the world. It's a great place to train. The ground is wonderful. The people are lovely. The weather, can't really beat that. This is fantastic. You know, this is world class. The very best went into the inaugural international CCI One Star two-star and CIC three-star events hosted at the Ocala Jockey Club in 2016. It was a resounding success. The Ocala Jockey Club restaurant sits perched on one of the highest points in Marion County. With panoramic views of the farm and training track, it serves as a perfect setting for weddings, clinics, family reunions, holiday parties, as well as corporate meetings and retreats a perfect destination for resort hospitality. The Ocala Jockey Club, set in the serene natural beauty of North Central Florida, is an international resort for the discerning horsemen. It is like no other horse facility in the world, combining the hills of Virginia, the lush turf of Kentucky, the pastoral beauty of the English countryside with the welcoming year-long climate of Florida. The Ocala Jockey Club is a horse lover's paradise. Welcome back to the Horse Talk Show presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. I'm Louisa Barton. In the studio with me, I have my co-host, Paulette Stout, and also a guest co-host special this week. Uh, Rick Wallace is here in the studio with us for the second time. He came back for more. Here <laughs> I am. I'm having fun. No, it's great. And also, uh, by phone, we have his daughter, Elisa Wallace, and she's a top eventer. Uh, she's also uh, competed in the Mustang makeover very successfully and she's a big time advocate for the Mustangs. We've been chatting about that a little bit, but now we're going to kind of focus it uh, over to the Ocala Jockey Club, which is one of my favorite places uh, in the world and certainly probably one of my favorite places right here in Marion County. Incredible, beautiful yeah. property. You know, you live on it. Sure. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's like I said before, it's a, it's a piece of heaven to live out there. It's the wildlife. Even we were talking today when we were driving around, um, Shelly 
display pages there for um, getting, she's the organizer, getting ready for next week. And there's falcons and there's hawks and there's uh, bald eagles and deer and, and turkey. And it's just amazing it's out just there. Beautiful. Yeah, it's it really incredible. Is. It's breathtaking. Uh, so coming up, the 14th. There, oh, I know. The second highest point in Florida. It's true. Yes. And, and we have a pretty good brisk breeze all the time, yes. which can be annoying. But then when you're going, well, without the breeze, <laughs> what, what's going to happen? <laughs> so, yes. Yeah, it's pretty nice. Yes, it's, a, it's an incredible place. The clubhouse is beautiful. The event itself, which runs the 14th to the 17th, um, talk a little bit about, about the importance of this event. It's a, uh, a qualifier for the 2020 Olympics. Sure, it's, it's a qualifier for the, and meaning what, what that means is it's going to give the riders the ability to be looked at for the selection of, of Tokyo. Um, there's a lot that more that goes into um, having the selection process for Tokyo. I've printed out what that is, but there are dates that the riders have to abide by by submitting applications. Elisa, you can go into a little bit more of, of the four-star long here and how it, it does work with the hills and everything as far as courses across the country. Um, it's, it's a great uh, place to run kind of the end of the season and really getting your courses ready for the next year. And um, <laughs> the courses, they do a wonderful job with the courses and the terrain. And uh, it really sets everyone up to have a good positive go. And um, so, yeah, the next year, 2020, will be a big year with the Olympics uh, coming in there. So you're going to see a lot of the top horses um out there and a lot of the top riders in the country so that's exciting for everyone yes how many qualifiers are there well um two th i'm just looking at that now so 2019 um it started with land rover kentucky and it went through badminton jersey fresh tattersall bromont uh lemulin Aachen, uh rebecca farm mill street in Ireland, uh, Burley in Great Britain, Bocalo, um, Fair Hill that just happened, and then Ocala International. So we're on, the, we're on the big time we're, list. We're in the 2019 list, and mm -hmm. then 2020 is uh, Kentucky, Badminton, and then Jersey Fresh. Wow. So, so we're, we're out there with the, with the, with we're, the top. We're on that list. Yeah, That's we're really on that good. list. So we it's exciting. I think for the, for the four-star long, we have, uh, let's see, 35 entries. Um, wow. That will be riding in the four-star long. We have 168 entries at Ocala this year. I think that's up by 40 uh, from Shelley Page. Uh, we have 74 in the two-star long. We have 36 in the three-star long, and we have 23 in what's called the four-star short. Wow! So it's an exciting time uh, this year for the um, the owners, Pavla and Eric uh, Nygaard. They've done an incredible job trying to get they? everything ready. You know, and, and it's exciting to see it come together. It's an undertaking, isn't it? Oh, it's so big. It's I mean, you, just watching the crew out there, just trying to get things prepared. I mean, we've had uh, the Nygaard's got the, the turf guy out there to start working and irrigating. Yeah, Dan I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure yeah. there's a lot of, you know, when they're putting that course together, safety for the horses and the riders. And yes, that's, that's there's a lot. so much that goes into mm -hmm. it, so much. Yep, and I think the safety it. issue, um, Elisa can talk to a little bit too. We have jumps that are, are used with, um, um, pens and, mm -hmm. and gauge so that if something happens on a, a jump that might promote a rotational fall, they break and so they, they let the horse loose from that, that 
that rotation. That rotation. Yes. Um, but a lot so of it does. Does it prevent the rotation? It does. It, it shows <laughs> that the, the, the prevention fall. of the rotational really fall. Right. And Correct. so that's important, and that's a big change in more recent years, right. um, where I think well, it used to be a lot that. more dangerous than yeah. even it is now. I mean, there definitely have been changes, and I think that's a constant ongoing thing in horse competition, yeah. is we always want to try and make it safer. Yeah. You know? I, think sure. they're, I think they're focusing in more about the safety because they're trying to, to make things better. And, and all, some, all yes. events, all And sports. some of that is because the world is now becoming so... Um, out there on social media and mm -hmm. I think that that's yes. good for the horses because yes. it's become more publicized so it's yes. become yeah, and I think it's, a, I think it's a, a double-edged sword on that point I mean I think what we've got to watch with social media and with our sport is, is that we have armchair um, people from the back yes. rooms I think something happened at least where was that where the guy it was at um, uh, that would have been um, it wasn't Bocalo no, Poe. It was at Poe. And I, the guy, the horse, just got this wall in its eye. It, it, the reins well, were broke. Well, he had a broken rein, but, there, it, but he, had, so he had dropped the rein, and the horse locked onto a probably at least 12-foot wall, and the horse tried to jump the wall. But And then my point to that is the horse is fine, the rider is fine, the rider is a little disappointed. But what we've got to be careful with social media and is that we don't take – criticism into a bullying situation yes, and I think we all need to be responsible in that fact mm -hmm. we all are out here meaning to do the right thing yes yeah. and so that was just my two points that I wanted you're to bring absolutely up. spot mm -hmm. on so. and actually uh, before we get back to the jockey club just to say this and this is relevant to racing to to eventing Correct. to yep. show jumping to horses running around in the field if you have a horse and you love it whether you love it because it cost you $3 million, or you love it because it's your pasture pet, or you're the groom that spends every single day with it, or you're the millionaire that makes a ton of money out of it. You love that horse, believe me. And you're not out there trying to get it hurt or the people involved in, in the sport hurt. I think everybody in all these sports that's competing are all trying to do the best thing for the horse and for the rider. And I, I think that, are we perfect? No. Do we make mistakes? Do accidents happen? They do. But I don't believe from being behind the scenes at all these different sporting events that there is a single person out there that's really involved yeah. in the sport that isn't trying their very best mm. to do the very best for the four-leggeds and the two-leggeds. That's just my opinion. And I agree. And I that. think that is a, and the, you're right about armchair social media people who have no idea. They've never been behind the scenes. They don't even know. They don't the know love everything and devotion that, goes, that goes that, into it. Yes. Yeah, they see, they see a 30-second thirty second clip. And yes. they go from and there. And they go and they take know, off and, with it and they don't know. And, and I think we lose horses in paddocks. We lose we horses. Do. I mean, we have a great friend of ours, Katie Rupel, that was just riding here in Ocala, riding her horse that wasn't a green horse, but was out in the morning and the horses gave a little buck. She came off and broke her leg. Yeah. I mean, you know, things happen outside the course of competition. They do. And, and horses I just, run around you know, a field and take a bad step and can and break a leg. Lisa's I mean. been on the, on the end of that. And, you know, we've... We've all just got to, we're all humans. We all got to live together. And we I do. think we all need to take the advice of getting along. Yes. And, you know, if you want to say something that's constructive, then say it and a, let's a, move on. Yes. Yeah. And in a nice way. There's always yeah. a nice way of doing things. It's not to get off onto yes, another exactly. realm there. But to talk about the event, wow. I mean, everything from kids, kids fun 
bounce houses and face painting and stick horse riding. You got it. To um, incredible VIP with delicious demos food. Demos with Mustangs. Demos with Mustangs. Chick and, Maynard with yes. a demo with the uh, with a, with yes. thoroughbreds. We I have Mary it. Phelps with her ponies. We do. We have uh, a long list of I'm leaving people. Ah, and we're doing, um, Jen Royce is doing an RRP masterclass on Sunday at 3.30. So there's, uh, I have a list of the writers, Ashley Johnson, Laura New, and Tick Maynard will be taking three thoroughbreds. At least they explain the masterclass better than I, I would. Go ahead. Uh, so how this works is you have the three trainers, you have three off the track thoroughbreds that um, have been off the track. They haven't had really any retraining rides. And they will have probably about like an hour, hour and a half-ish uh, to kind of show uh, the different methods in starting an off-the-track thoroughbred and kind of the, the issues that may arise. I know I did, I did one back um, uh, at the RRP makeover, and the three horses were all very, very different. And, uh, you know, that it ranged from having the dressage rider was riding her horse around in the frame and the jockey rider has his horse out but my horse was a little bit uh on the interesting side and i had to do a lot more round pin work with him and work with him bareback so i i think it's a really good thing to kind of open it up to the public and and show that there can be many different ways to start thoroughbreds and there are many different thoroughbreds and different ways you need to start them and we love our thoroughbreds i hate the fact that we are at break time i could talk to you for another two hours um but really quick to wrap it up i'm going to run down the list of things um, that are going on you can wear your hat and win there's up to 650 dollars in cash prizes saturday is handsome hat day there's celtic dancers ringside beer garden dance alive national ballet um, elisa wallace and her mustang tick maynard uh, more dance alive national ballet herding dog demonstrations highway the i-75 miracle horse mary phelps with her uh, champion pony pair the gangsters celtic dancers Gen uh, gentle carousel miniature therapy horse who we love 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 and um, lots of other fun stuff going on and you know there's drinks and vip you can't go wrong there and there's going to be a, an incredible weekend the 14th to the 17th of november at the ocala jockey club and you get to see this guy out there and his daughter so it's all good awesome. Uh, we are absolutely thrilled. The website is up on the screen, ojc3de.com, for more information on tickets, tailgating, and all the fun that you can have. The second highest point in Florida, at probably one of the most beautiful farms you've ever been to. You'll love it. It's truly a British experience. Stay with us <laughs> on the Horse Talk Show. We're going to go to break. We'll be back with you in just a few minutes. Very good. Oh, I wish I could get a demonstration with all this In the rarefied hills of north central Florida sits an equestrian paradise on 950 acres, the Ocala Jockey Club. The pastures are unprecedented. The sunsets are glorious. 
The Ocala Jockey Club has full training services for thoroughbreds in all stages of their careers. The training track is dragged daily and irrigated to ensure proper consistency of footing. The rolling hills provide natural rehabilitation for horses. Ocala has earned its regard as the horse capital of the world. Ocala has continued to get better every year, and I'm really excited with what's coming in the, the years to come for the horse sport. The Ocala Jockey Club is also home to work-class eventing. The dramatic and rigorous cross-country course was created by an acclaimed Olympic cross-country course designer. The show jumping arena sits within clear view from the Ocala Jockey Club restaurant. Welcome to the Ocala Jockey Club, the horse capital of the world. And here we are at this amazing venue that can hold its best in anywhere in the world. It's a great place to train. The ground is wonderful. The people are lovely. The weather, can't really beat that. This is fantastic. You know, this is world class. The very best went into the inaugural international CCI One Star, Two Star and CIC Three Star events hosted at the Ocala Jockey Club in 2016. It was a resounding success. The Ocala Jockey Club restaurant sits perched on one of the highest points in Marion County. With panoramic views of the farm and training track, it serves as a perfect setting for weddings, clinics, family reunions, holiday parties, as well as corporate meetings and retreats. A perfect destination for resort hospitality. The Ocala Jockey Club, set in the serene natural beauty of North Central Florida, is an international resort for the discerning horsemen. It is like no other horse facility in the world, combining the hills of Virginia, the lush turf of Kentucky, the pastoral beauty of the English countryside with the welcoming year-long climate of Florida. The Ocala Jockey Club is a horse lover's paradise. This show is brought to you in part by Tack Shack of Ocala, the horse lover's candy store proudly offering customer halters, race tack, whips, blinkers, belts, dog collars, and more. Tack Shack of Ocala, one-stop shopping for all your horse needs. Welcome back to the Horse Talk Show. You never heard of a talking horse? Well, listen to this. With your host, Louisa Barton. What does it feel like to be in love with a horse? Presented this hour by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy store. Now, here's your pretty, pretty Louisa Barton. You're fab, you're switched on, you're a bit of old right. Yes. <laughs> Welcome back to the Horse Talk Show presented by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. And thank you to our cameraman, Briggs Surratt, <laughs> who is doing an absolutely fine job with Go the countdown. Woo. All right. <laughs> In the studio with me, I have guest co-host Rick Wallace, uh, Team Wallace. It's great having him here. He's thank fabulous. You. I Terrific. think we should talk him here. into being here have at least morning. a few times a week. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Uh -huh. And our race and fashion contributor, Lee Emerson McCaffin, is also in the studio with us. Lee, it's lovely to have you back. You Thanks look beautiful as always Thank and um, fitting in your Breeders' Cup purple. I know, it's yes. terrific. 
Um, there is a bottle of red wine sitting here. We are not drinking it. Um, however, <laughs> there is a reason there is a bottle of red wine sitting here. Um, and we, uh, um, yes. we, we had a very um, exciting weekend at the, uh, at the Breeders' Cup races. And um, it was a very touching weekend uh, for me, particularly. Uh, as we mentioned in the in the first segment, we were very sad that we we lost a horse in the in the classic. It was devastating. Um, the the good part of the classic um, for me is well, there were so many connections um, to Ocala, which I love. I love seeing our grads. Uh, you had a grad in the classic, uh, incredible horse, uh, Seeking the Soul, who's uh, been an absolutely amazing horse throughout his entire career, um, which is phenomenal, and um, and a number of others, but. The, the touching kind of part for the classic was seeing Vino Rosso really win. special. Extremely special. Dear friend of Lee and I, uh, JJ Krupe of Krupe's Newcastle Farm passed away this year. Very, mm -hmm. very sadly, we were very sad to, to lose a dear friend to both of us. Um, Lee and I were on our way out to, um, to a party that Tammy Bobo invited us to and Lee said, um, let's go to that Italian restaurant and uh, have dinner. Vito's. Yes, Vito's. Yeah, mm -hmm. good girl. Uh, JB liked that restaurant. That's right. Um, and uh, and we, we stopped there and out of, I don't know, 100 seats probably in there, we were actually sat by the hostess right next to JJ Krupe. That's right. And wow. Yeah, and he's a dear friend, so right. I'll give him a hug. We were so pleased to see him. Both of us were concerned because he didn't look very well. Uh, he was on oxygen and um, he wasn't doing all that well. Monique was there. Uh, Monique Delk was there, and we, um, we we basically just chatted back and forth for dinner, didn't we? Yeah. And just they were pretty much forth. through with their supper, but yeah. And 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 actually, JJ had a bottle of red wine uh, at the table, and he hadn't had a whole lot of it. And he said to Lee and I, "Have my bottle of red wine." And I said, "Well, Lee can, but I don't like red wine. I don't drink red wine. It gives me a headache. Um, I just stick with white." And he said, "You haven't had the right red wine." You've probably had cheap red wine. And um, what was the brand that he had? I know how to spell it. I looked it up today. It's Italian, of course. It, yes. yes. The bottle that he gave us was very special. Um, that's not this one because... Um, <laughs> Just and he was right, and I loved it. It was delicious. You didn't and get a headache, did you? Oh. The man today explained to me why... Uh, the wine doesn't give you the headache, but uh, it's, it's a certain grape. Yes. And it's from a certain region in Italy. That's why it costs so much. It's a small region. Oh, there's a headache region. Yes, there's a headache Red region, wine. and then there must be a good stomping feet region. Um, no, that's like Lucille Ball and the stomping of the. There. Yeah. That's it. There you go. So we had the wine. Unfortunately, very sadly, a few days later, JJ uh, passed away, and we were we were absolutely devastated. And both of us said, "Wow, if we hadn't stopped at JB's restaurant." Uh, we wouldn't have got to see him and we actually got to see him and spend some time with him which was really incredible that was and, really nice. and the red wine was amazing well going into the classic I thought wouldn't it be an incredible tribute to JJ if his graduate won the Breeders Cup classic well Vino Rosso did and I cried because I was just so happy for him That's a, that another a amazing thing. graduate won and um, I was texting my mom back and forth and I said, I'm just so happy because, you know, Lee and I got to see him one last time and we had red wine and she said, Lou, you know what Vino Rosso means? 
red wine. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I said, Lee, we have to, we have to tell this story. So in the press conference, the very last question I got a chance to ask, um, I asked the owners and, um, and Todd Pletcher how important the starting trainer is. And they all agreed that the starting trainer of these horses is key to their success and that they wouldn't have even been in the business if um, it wasn't for JJ Kruby and that uh, the last horse that JJ actually bought for them uh, to to run was Vino Rossa. Wow. So, so it was a real amazing closeout to the to the season in racing um, to see uh, to see all of that happen. And Vino Rossa, of course, has now gone to stud, and hopefully we'll have many more just like him. But let's talk about some of the other races. Um, Lee, it was um, real exciting. Actually, four wheel drive um, won the um, juvenile um, turf sprint. But what was interesting is the owner was in here last week <laughs> because That's he also owns Imprimus, the Florida bread, and oh, he was in here with Craig Wheeler and he never stopped talking about how four-wheel drive was so awesome. And the four-wheel cool drive name. Yeah, four-wheel drive. So I may say that was Horse Talk Show, good luck. <laughs> uh, need to do that more often. <laughs> I know, right? So that was pretty exciting. Um, Paul Sharp graduate, British idiom. What a race. It's really special. That was amazing. Super proud of them. Yes, amazing horse. Um, uh, very excited British idiom. But there were three other grads actually in that race um, from OBS. KP Dreaming was also a Paul Sharp horse. I didn't know that. Yep. Um, and also Lazy Daisy and 260. I know, I do too. <laughs> Actually, I forgot to bring it, but I have a 260 cap that oh, Mark Cassis Barn gave me when I went in to visit. 260 was the Florida bread. Um, <laughs> that. That's, Co that's <laughs> Kofi <laughs> Fee! <laughs> <laughs> I really want somebody to name a horse Oopsie Daisy. Oopsie, yeah. oh, I like really that. Good. Mm -hmm. And then call it Oopsie. Yeah, I like that. Oopsie that's Daisy. a beautiful picture with Kofi Fee. Um, so some other OB, um, OBS grads, um, uh, the the one 260 that was actually in Mark Cass's barn was from Shade Tree Florida bred from oh, Shade nice. Tree th um, Thoroughbreds Burt Pilcher so um, really exciting that horse actually won the FTBOA Florida Sire Sakes My Dear Girl um, and so that was cool and then in the Juvenile Phillies Turf um, two grads from the Demerics Selflessly and Crystal both Very came cool. out of Jackie and Nick um, Demerics and then you had shoplifted we did yes she didn't shoplift. She no. had the horse shoplifted. Yes. <laughs> uh, who? Well, uh, congratulations. Yes. He didn't win, but, but he was. In yeah, it. But he totally. was in it. Yeah, just to be in the Breeders' Cup. Yeah, my that's point amazing. exactly. You were there. <laughs> right. Absolutely agree. And the Catherine Brothers grad um, and Storm the Court from Woodside Ranch. Oh, super! Right there in Fort McCoy, uh, in the filly and mare sprint, of course, Kofi Fee. Um, what an incredible horse. Really, we wanted to buy her. I don't. I think Kevin told you that story that yes. we were at Keeneland and um, we were. We just kind of watched Ellen J basically bid, and uh, we were having lunch and we sat down with him and JB just kind of asked what they were going to do with him, with her, and they gave us the papers to train her. You know, so they sent it to our. our wow! It to us from look Keeneland, at that. So. We thought that we were actually going to sell her at one point, and um, we were excited because we knew how good she was. Well, that is very, <laughs> that's very cool. Yeah, I, we just learned about what Kofi Fee 
Yes. Where it came from, yeah. from President Trump's tweet. Which Paulette looked it up and said it was a misspelling yes. of coverage. Yes. Yes. Kofi. Yeah, Kofi. Yes. <laughs> now we can call uh, her. When they named her, we were really pleased. Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're very pleased with um, with all of that. Uh, in the BC Turf Sprint, um, we had Imprimus, of course. Craig Wheeler was here from Craig Wheeler Thoroughbreds with us last week. We had Stormy Liberal, also um, an OBS 100K uh, waiver tree purchase. And also um, Stubbins, another OBS um, horse. And then Gary Barber had um, Belvoir Bay, the only mare in the field of 12. Which was really exciting. The Wasn't horse it? Had the whole way. Oh, I know. <laughs> wow. It was amazing. The mare, yeah. <laughs> so cool, yeah. right? <laughs> Those mares are, you know, you get a good mare. I know. Really, some, some, we've had some amazing ones, actually, just, uh, just lately. Then we had OM, of course, which was a Niall Brennan um, graduate um, and, uh, and another incredible horse. And um, just... Just more and more connections. It's unbelievable. Giant expectations. Um, OBS, also Demerics. Omaha Beach, of course, who ran second uh, in the Dirt Mile uh, with Mike Smith, was a graduate from Linwood Stables here from the Recios. Um, Snapper Sinclair was a Randy Miles wow, OBS so graduate. Many. I know, it's amazing, really. Uh, when, you, when you go through and look at the numbers, Engage was also a Croupies, a Croupies grad. Um, Imperial. The sale topper, uh, the Fazig sale. Yes. Yeah, last yeah. year, I believe. Yeah, nice, nice horse. Um, and then Matol, who beat Chancelot, both of those, first and second, were both OBS grads. One was Cousin Dave, so they'll yes. tell you. Yeah. Grassroots, uh, right? Yes, yeah. yes. Mm -hmm. Incredible. Um, and then Got Stormy, second place. What a filly. Really super. Amazing, amazing horse. Uh, and that's uh, in the Cassie Racing Barn uh, as well. So um, incredible. Uh, Dunbar Road, a Niall Brennan grad. Um, Mid Midnight Bisou, who I met and cuddled She's and fed carrots to. Oh, I love Aww. her. Oh, I have photos of her, um, me feeding her bag of carrots. And she ate everyone and I kept the bag because, you know. Special. She's a princess. Isn't she? Uh, She's just absolutely amazing. She's incredible. Uh, really fantastic. And then Owen Dale was a Niall Brennan grad. Uh, Seeking the Soul, of course. McCathan Brothers grad. And um, War of Will is a, uh, is a Cassie, Ocala's Mark Cassie trained horse. And War of Will is back here in Ocala. Wow. For a rest. Yeah, going to have a little rest. Uh, ran a heck of a race in the lead. Yes. Oh my gosh, almost the entire way. Um, and that, that horse is really something really incredible. So um, those are uh, just about two thirds of the connections it's to the Breeders' Cup races this week. That's weekend. amazing. So, isn't right, isn't it? That's super. pretty cool. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. The Ocala connections, I oh, think, to all live together. In Ocala. Oh, oh, I know. Oh, and to live at the Jockey Club. <laughs> right. And watch, watch young horses run every day. That's cool. We have got to go to break. Uh, just so much more I could say about some of the most amazing horses in the world, actually, uh, competing against the champions from all around the globe and um, showing up and proving that Ocala, Marion County, 
has the best connections to the best trainers in the world, including McCathan Brothers. And um, just what a wonderful weekend it was. And uh, sadly marred, unfortunately, by the loss uh, of Mongolian Groom, of course, really upset us all. But uh, still an incredible sport, uh, still incredible people and horses involved who truly, it is a labor of love. You do not get up at 3 o'clock in the morning and do what they do for any other reason. So I'm uh, really proud of all of our connections in Ocala. And we will be back in just a few minutes on the Horse Talk Show, presented by Palm Chevrolet. Stay with us. This show is brought to you in part by Seminole Feed Stores, family owned since 1934, manufacturing fixed formula horse feeds with mindful monitoring and quality ingredients right here in Ocala in an all-natural, non-medicated feed mill. Seminole Feed, simply the world's best and safest feed. Like them on Facebook now or find them at SeminoleFeed.com. This show is brought to you in part by Summit Joint Performance, promoting a healthy, thick synovial fluid, decreasing inflammation in the joints and improving the cushioning properties of the cartilage pads. All age horses can benefit from Summit Joint Performance. This show is brought to you in part by TT Distributors, dedicated to bringing their customers the largest selection of quality horse supplements, products, and farrier supplies in Florida at affordable prices. Also online at ttdistributors.com.
to the Horse Talk Show presented by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. Mm. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor. I'm your host, Louisa Barton Court, giggling on the break. Uh, yep. <laughs> we've got Rick Wallace here co-hosting with me today, and then we have special guest in the studio. I'm actually thrilled to have her with us, Stacey Emery uh, Yay, from Camelou Stacey. Farms. Yay, let's give her a round of applause. She does some incredible work. We've been talking. Really good work. Yes, and we've been talking about racing, and we've been talking about eventing and competing and uh, and thoroughbreds play such a huge role obviously in horse racing and in eventing as well very successful very versatile incredible horses and uh, and Stacy has some wonderful experience with OTTBs tell us a yes. little bit about what you do um, we go to tracks we have trainers that we work with um, and they give us a call when the horses are done and we pick them up bring them to the farm let them down let them hang out, be a horse for a little while, get their minds and How bodies. long does that usually take? You, you know, it's depending on the horse. Yeah, horse it depends dolls. on the horse. It's very uh, individual type of thing. Some want to come to the farm and go right to work, and some need a little time to relax and relax. chill out a little bit. Yeah. But now, seeing the other side of the OTTBs, the off-the-track thoroughbreds, kind of when they come back from the track, um, you you're obviously a horse lover or you wouldn't be yes, doing what you do um, how do you feel about racing on the other side of that do you see that the horses come to you and you're you know it's very hard to get them back to kind of a, a pasture pet type of attitude no or? actually I think they settle down quite easily uh, we get them in we we put them on a supplement that we use um, it's a company called Enviro Equine and they have some really great supplements that work we get the chiropractors to work on them. We get the body work people on them. We put them on ulcer meds and get their feet fixed and just get everything going. And like I said, some of them want to go right to work and other ones might need a little more time for an injury or maybe they just have run a lot and just need to be a horse. And we actually have some photos if you're joining us on Facebook that you can uh, you actually get a chance to see some of these horses. But you get them doing everything from jumping to uh, we let them do whatever they want to do. We let them tell us. I mean, we, we obviously are a eventing-oriented barn, but if we get on them and they don't want to do the dressage or they don't want to jump or they don't like the cross-country, then we let them tell us what they want to do. We Hunters, jumpers, dressage, trail riding, whatever they want to do, we're good. Now, how many horses do you generally have on the farm? Oh, I think there's 15 or 16 there now. I don't like to have Lost that either. <laughs> I stop out there. She has. She does a really great job, and she takes really good care of them. Thank and you. they are. There's that the big one that you. It's the three year old that's really t the big awesome. chestnut. Yeah. yeah, the shackle She won't let that one go. <laughs> nope. That, that one's one really keeping. really nice. Do you have some that you just get too attached oh, to? Oh yeah. To? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It's, and some she just wants to keep going. <laughs> they come in, they don't fit the program. Yeah. So we, this is a, the chestnut there is a two-year-old that was in training um, here in Ocala. And I, you know, saw him every day because we were at the barn every day. And he's actually racing. He was racing at Saratoga. Now he's racing at Belmont, I think. And I keep track of him. After every race, I actually text the trainer <laughs> and I'm like, whenever you're ready, call me. When he's done racing, call me. I've known this horse since he was a baby. And he's adorable. Him. He is Look adorable. He's a big brown. Oh, he's baby. lovely. Yeah. He's cute. He's pretty cool. So you do get attached. Oh, absolutely. Because you work on him, you know, and working for a veterinarian, I'm in the training barns all day long and I'm working on these horses. And there's ones that you just, I don't know, there's just something there and you get oh, attached to them. Oh, I love with. Yeah. So you hang on to them and keep up with them and 
try and she, get them when they're done. <laughs> she helped source um, Booming Boomeron, which is uh, one that we've got for a young writer that we have. And that horse, I, I now own it. It's an amazing yeah. thoroughbred. It's four years old. He's really cool. He just scored a 27.8 in Ocala in the novice. <laughs> That's awesome. That's so, awesome. I mean, she she selects them, and you know, we always look I at Stacy. I just had uh, Emily Holmes that runs the Florida yep. Horse yes. Park just called me on the way here because she got a little horse for me, that little dandy. Yeah, horse, the, the one that she body clipped. Yeah, and she took him to the horse park today and rode him out on the cross country Good and all around her. the stadium range. She was so excited. He's like, he's so smart. Yeah, <laughs> like, they are smart horses. They're so smart. They yeah. catch on so quickly, and they can do anything. Like they can do trail riding. They can do jumping. Dressage, Western, I mean, there's nothing they can't do. They're very versatile. Yeah, I think if you watch, with, with, to her point, if you watch the RRP that, Je, that Jen does, that Royce, mm -hmm. um, I mean, there's ranch, there's oh, trail, there's, there's barrels, there's polo. I mean, they do it all. Oh, it's amazing. They do everything. I yeah. mean, there's no ends to what they can do. And that's, after, and that's after having a racing career. You know, going out and working six days a week for ever how long they decide to keep them in training or on the track and they come home and decide hey i'll do something else now you have another job exactly. give them another chance how do you fund okay. us i work you <laughs> a lot <laughs> <laughs> i work for um ocala equine hospital okay. uh, with dr gene white and i work about, you work hard yeah about 60 hours a week and i have a rider that comes and helps me get things ridden especially now that it's dark at 5 30. right um and i'm usually why not do home do that hour change? <laughs> um but i have a rider that helps me out um and we try and go to little local shows and take them to outings and you know take them over to jen and john's the hollings and right. hollings yeah. like get them off the property and let them see everything and make sure they're going to behave themselves before we take them into a big show atmosphere so we don't want to blow anybody's minds. No, exactly. <laughs> we no. make it a good experience the first time off the farm. Wonderful. Yeah. And then do you follow them after you do you rehome do. them and follow what, what they accomplish? I do. I ask people that, that purchase horses either through me or, or, you know, with my help sourcing them from somewhere else, another farm, straight from the racetrack, whatever they do, to please send me updates. You know, tag me in photos on Facebook. Send me an email. I always want to keep up with the guys that come through my farm or have come through me. And I tell people when I sell them, look, if something happens and you get out of riding or you can't afford to keep them anymore, please contact me first. Give me a chance to help you rehome him or mine can always come home. You know, I may not be able to purchase it back from you, but I can always put them on a van and bring them home. You know, I have no, a farm. That's a, that's I have great. a farm and I, I have a field full of ones, you know, that maybe just didn't make it or the person got out of it or couldn't afford it. And I'm like, just put it on a van and send it home. You know, either so I'll you know, repurpose it or it can just hang out. love like that. That's, that's amazing. You know, and yeah. it's hard. <laughs> but you make do and do the right thing by them. You bring them off the racetrack, I feel like you're responsible for them. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. I think Whichever if you way can, it goes. You know, it makes me think of like Niall Brennan, you know, as the final yeah. furlong. He yeah. will always take yeah. his back. Absolutely. No matter what, he'll take right. his back and help rehome yep. them and retrain them. I will them. too. You know, working for a veterinarian, it's, it's, you know, if I get one back and something's wrong, we... We go out, we go over it, and we figure out what's wrong, and, and we do what we can to, to fix it. To make it at least a horse that somebody Absolutely, can, can love, trail sure. ride, trail ride, or companion. ride, or uh -huh. just do flat work. You know, it doesn't always have to be a jumping horse. Right, you know, so. absolutely. We try and do the right thing by them all. I feel like that's kind of our responsibility. And what about you? Do you have time to ride very much? <laughs> like, for pleasure? Not very often. I haven't lately, because I got kicked uh, castrating a horse at work about oh, six no. weeks ago, so my knee is... 
not been cleared to do stuff like that. So <laughs> we'll see. Apparently, no. didn't want to be castrated. Yeah, it got castrated anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe with a little more it. vengeance. Yeah. <laughs> so, how long have you been doing this? How long have you had? Oh my farms? gosh, um, I've been here in Ocala with this farm 2001, September 2001. I bought the farm and moved down here. I was in Atlanta. 14 years prior to that and we're in Atlanta Roswell Alpharetta oh, ran a 60 okay. stall boarding training barn we must have been at the same time yeah probably <laughs> you remember sweet sunshine right? oh yeah I ran that for really yeah 10 years wow 12 years um, and that that was a little bit of everything you know they did the hunter jumper shows and the little eventing shows and the 4-H stuff so that was a little bit of everything but I taught probably 90 lessons a week working wow. there from like walk trotters to like three foot and then been a horse person all your life yeah I, th I started riding when I was seven um, in Jacksonville where I grew up my mom had horses but then got out of them when she got married but you know they never forced me and they never pushed me they just kind of my parents my poor parents followed me all over the country when I was in my 20s horse showing I mean all up and down the East Coast it was it was fun but I don't get to do it too much anymore Adulting. No, you're, you're doing, Adulting. But you're doing a great thing, though. So. I like what yeah. I do. You're doing I, a great I, thing. I don't do it. To, I try to tell people all the time, you know, you get 10 horses, you might make money on one. And the rest of them, you're absorbing costs from all the other sure. ones. I don't do it to make money. I have a full-time job that pays my bills and, you know, buys my feed and my hay. And I have a couple of boarders that I have at the farm that help kind of offset some costs. But... I don't do it for the money. I do it because I love it and I'm really good at it. <laughs> That's good. And I love the and she is. Yep. Yes, I know. I, I think we all do. I think we see um, just being around the um, Santa Anita this past weekend at the Breeders' Cup, just seeing these horses. I mean, just the, the love that the people who look after them have for yeah. them. It's just amazing. I mean, they're their babies, you know. And I wish people on the outside could see more of that. Me too. I don't think they understand that. Me too. But and I, I think we, we talked about that a bit, but mm -hmm. it's the truth. You can't just take a 30 no. second clip and think that that's. That's you what it is. That's so. not. You got people on the internet yes. nailing these. You know what happened at the Breeders' Cup, and accidents can happen in your backyard. Yes, thank you. They don't have to be on a racetrack. Right. No. Down. No. Um, but I think they see all these clips that get released from yes. people, and they've never been on the backside of no, a racetrack. They don't they've know never that. been to a mm -hmm. racetrack. They've never been in a training barn. But they're going to get online and and, know, and they're going to have and a, let people have they, it, they, and they don't really have the right to do that. We call them armchair. Yeah. Uh, yes. So and they don't know because they haven't been behind the scenes nope. and seen what Never we've seen. They have no idea. I mean, I watched Richard Mandela. Um, I'm getting the break sign, yes, yes, and yes. I'm going to go to break. <laughs> I promise. <laughs> um, but Richard Mandela just playing with the horses, oh, yeah. putting his hat on United oh, yeah. and goofing around with him and the guys in the Cassie barn, unbelievable. I mean, they absolutely adore these horses. They do. They, well, they're bad it's a labor of love, discipline. of course. It's not just racing, it's every discipline. Yes, and it's in any sport. Yeah. In you any sport, you thank you. Yes. do a whole sport off of a couple of bad apples. No, you can't. And, and No, it's not. And you, what you said, you know, I read um, research and a study on um, on this and a horse in the wilds average lifespan is 11 years yep. a horse that is a racehorse for as long as it is a racehorse after it's retired average lifespan is 23 I years have a 27 year old a 26 year old so yeah, you double the lifespan yeah. of a horse taking it from the wild Absolutely. to being if it was living in the wild how right. long it would live compared to how long it would live if it was exactly. uh, if it's racing and I don't know if you can see this on the camera <laughs> Can you see that? Right there? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That is um, 
a, a young man whose name is Omar who works for Mark Cassie mm -hmm. and that is him hugging War of Will Aww. so that's love right there that's and that's right. the groom so if anyone ever tells me anything bad this is an example to me of what I see at the back side of the racetrack and I'm wearing my we support horse racing because I need one I of need those, those I, I can get you these yeah, I know the people Lisa and you Robert Bolger, we need to get these in the mail. Of those. Okay. I can get them out to all my I shall get, get you a box. And Briggs, who is in the role of my camera guy today, <laughs> is giving me the the eye down. So we better go to break and come Good back. Job there, buddy. At least he didn't sigh. On the Horse Talk <laughs> Show presented by Palm Chevrolet, we'll be back in just a few minutes. Stay with us. <laughs> This hour of the Horse Talk Show is presented by Palm Chevrolet in Ocala, where the entire team is committed to making your experience in sales and services hassle-free and easier than ever, with no games or gimmicks. Come in and visit on Southwest College Road or online at palmchevrolet.com. A second-to-none experience with all the amenities. Palm Chevy, find new roads. This show is sponsored in part by Innova Wellness Spa, committed to providing the best, most advanced options available in the beauty and wellness for their valued patients. Find them on the web at InnovaWellnessSpa.com or like them on Facebook now to learn more about their non-invasive aesthetic enhancement procedures for the most amazing results. This show is brought to you in part by New Millennium Realty. Owner and broker Brian Cox loves this community and wants to help you find your place in the horse capital of the world. Like them on Facebook or find them at allfarmsmatter.com. New Millennium Realty, the future of real estate. I should have you here every week with me. <laughs> I'm Chevrolet, oh, I know, it's your a hometown room. Chevy experience. I'm Louisa Barton. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Hi. Idaho's finest alfalfa. In the studio, co-host and top equestrian Paulette Stout, and I also have Team Wallace, boss man uh, here. Right here. Yes, right here. Let's we'll, I, pop I, his, we'll make sure we pop his website oh, and uh, Elisa's websites up as well um, for their eventing, um, <laughs> so you can follow them. And uh, he's teamwallace.org. Correct. I'm My good. Gosh, look I'm at good. You. On the phone, we also have a dear friend of mine, uh, Yvonne Barteau from Horses Without Humans. Hi, Yvonne. How are you? Hey, good. How are you, Louisa? Lovely to have you back on the show. We have been featuring um, a horse every week from Horses Without Humans and uh, trying to get the word out that they have horses up for adoption. They recently rescued the 19 Boneyard horses who were very in very, very sad shape. <clears throat> it was... Uh, absolutely horrible to see um, bags of bones literally uh, those are the bad people that we've mentioned and, and there are unfortunately there are people who do own horses that uh, don't do the right thing and in this case thankfully Yvonne and her team were the guardian angels who went in and uh, got those horses out they've all survived um, they're all coming back and doing very well and uh, little by little we are um, we're trying to get them all placed in wonderful homes Yvonne tell us about the horse of the week that is Hidalgo, correct? Is that Hidalgo, that is correct. We're going to pop some photos up if you are oh, on Facebook. Oh, look at him. I know. That's awesome. Isn't he lovely? Hidalgo, actually, he just reached uh, celebrity status amongst our rescue. He's our first horse to reach celebrity status, and he did that by 
It's been less than a year since he was uh, part of a seizure, the uh, Lake Butler seizure. Uh, 54 horses were seized um, in Union County. He was part of that seizure. We ended up with seven horses. Hidalgo was one of them. He was a stallion. Uh, he was gelded. We started him under saddle once he was up to weight, and he was in good shape. And he can do everything now from play soccer, and he's a good soccer player. Uh, he's a great trail riding horse. He's gone to the beach. He's gone through the, the drive through uh, at Starbucks. Look at him. Uh, Look at he went to the, Paso, wow. the National Pasofino Nationals. Um, they had a rescue class, and he got to go and participate in that. And now he oh, is going to be in our holiday show, The Spirit of the Horse, as a garoche horse. Oh. So I've never had a gated horse before. We did a little aptitude test with him, and he is doing great. So we're going to have him feature in a feature act in the holiday show. Oh. So he's Pasofino? He's Pasofino, yes, he is. He's beautiful. Very cool. Isn't he lovely? I yeah. want him. I know. <laughs> How old is he? The Icelandics, they can all ride horses and have their beer and that. He's the same. I mean, you can go flying as fast as he can go, and you could really just be talking on the phone and not bouncing around. Drinking and they're so wine. not tiring to ride. I mean, they're, if you're yeah. a Pasofino trainer, you could ride about 40 or 50 a day. But riding dressage, warm bloods, forget about it. Like six horses, I'm dead. <laughs> he is he is absolutely lovely. What a, what a cool horse. Yes, he's yeah. beautiful. And how old did you say? He is seven. Seven. Wow, lovely age. age. Lovely yeah. age, lovely size. Look at him. He's gorgeous. He looks like so an how, Indian how do, you, how do you adopt him? Yeah. Yeah, you have to just contact the rescue and do an application and come out and meet him. And then, uh, you know, you adopt him. We have like 50 horses there, um, all in various shades of ready for adoption. But he is way, way ready. In fact, though, whoever adopted him, I would ask them to let him stay until and let him, you know, be a, a feature in that Christmas show because that'll get him used to spotlights, crowds, and you know, big audience. And uh, he's doing really well. And then, wow, he's got quite a quite a good resume. This yeah, guy. he does. So he he look, I got, I'm sorry. He ahead. looks awfully tall. How how tall is he? For a Casofino, he is tall. He's the tallest of them, and I would say he's probably he's really only in the fifteen one hand range. You know, um, he's not that that big. But a lot of Casofinos are smaller than that, and a lot of Warblets are way bigger than that. So there just like how you look at him. So, but I mean, so to those listening, you can't just go and adopt a horse, right? You got to have what are the prerequisites that you got to have in order to take Heldago home? I mean, do you have to have a barn and acreage? What do they look at for that? Well, I mean, honestly, it's it's how knowledgeable the horse man or woman is, and then if they're not knowledgeable, are they willing to become educated? Because there's no real. People don't have to keep a horse out on grass. So if you knew of a good, you've had a good feeding program and you know what you were doing, you could keep a horse on, a, you know, down in Wellington. Heck, there's 40 horses on five sure. acres. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so, They've got an artist. You know, it just depends. And what we really want is, you know, people to be educated enough that if they had a smaller place or they just had a run-in shed, like what's necessary. So we we offer to educate people as well if they come to the farm and maybe they, you know, foster a horse for a while or they come and volunteer and realize what it would like to be be like to be a horse owner. But if you were a horse owner, then it just kind of depends. If you're knowledgeable, you've had horses sure. where we're real people. We've been in the horse business all of our lives. And so it's just that a lot of people adopting horses are brand new to the horse business and they need an education. And so we want to help with that as well. 
That's true, you're right. Well, what a cool horse to adopt. I think somebody should call right away. I know, I, I'm really <laughs> thinking of texting my mom and saying, Mom, know, right? here's the gated Listen, horse. That and you're, you can drink your wine. I know. And for my mom, Don't that's a big that. deal. Mm -hmm. And I'm not kidding. Now, yeah. are these horses registered by chance? You know what? He's, um, they were all, some of them are registerable. I think three of the seven Pasofinos we actually did manage to get papers on. I think Hidalgo would be registerable, but it would be expensive. Um, when mm. we were at Nationals, because there's not that many Pinto Pasofinos, they, um, he drew a lot of it. Yeah, I've, I've never seen one if I was so They're like, what are you doing here? Don't <laughs> adopt him here? until my mom comes out, please. <laughs> well, yeah, and we're hoping he stays, well, he is going to stay now through the Christmas show, but somebody could adopt him and then pick him up after that. I, I I think he's a horse, perfect horse for my mom, and I'm now in love what, with his face. What would his adoption fee be? I'm not sure, but he's one of our more higher priced adoptive adoption horses just because he does know more and he's kind of in the prime of his life, so he's in the higher end of adoption fees. But um, Jen really keeps track of all of that. But I do believe in um, it's coming up, I think the month of December, we're going to do half price adoption fees on everything to try and, you know, there's still going to be the same criteria to get a horse, but um, we're going to lower our adoption fees for people that have been waiting for such a chance. And so we're hoping to, because we have so many horses and we looked at three today and we had one yesterday we went to pick him up he was tied on the side of the road the highway with a rope around his neck don't even a halter on <laughs> oh no that, um, Hidalgo could so, almost be called Sinatra with those blue eyes I know I think tell yeah. us about the Christmas production because we're all going to be there for it I'm super excited about it um gotta go it we're really have to so go. beautiful Oh. December 4th, I mean December 6th through the 8th, um, it's a Friday, Saturday, Sunday night show at Canterbury, Alachua, uh, the new Alachua County Fairground, but uh, it's Canterbury show place that everybody remembers, and uh, it'll be a nighttime show with spotlights, I just met with the tech and the lighting department today, and uh, it's going to be a really good show, it's a proven show, it just hasn't been in Florida, and it's a great holiday story, good costuming, great music, and a really, really great event, because it's going to benefit um, Horses Without Humans. And, no, no, no. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 it's not that far away. Tomorrow, yeah. um, is there? There's a, is there? Um, are we riding in that parade tomorrow, uh, Louisa? Oh, you can you can ride you can ride around if you want. Okay, well, yeah, I'll probably be promoting the Christmas show, so yeah, you'll meet him. You'll meet Poppy there, right? Yes, Louisa? absolutely. Give me a leg up. I'm, I'm planning on wearing pants tomorrow, so... Exactly. Think of something you can wear that you could get on a horse if you okay. wanted to. Okay, and safety first. Remember I, that. Absolutely. I'll have my oh. helmet ready, and I'll, you can just give me a leg up. I'll have my 1K on, and we'll off we'll go. I say 1K is the go. way to go. Isn't it? Fun. I know. I'm a big fan. <laughs> It'll be absolutely wonderful. Uh, super excited to meet Pappy. I know he's a, he's, a, he's a gem, so... Yeah, but everybody has to come to this show. It's going to be absolutely beautiful. It's going to be like... Uh, uh, incredible I've just seen just some of the little promos and some That's of the exciting. previous shows that they've done and um, Yvonne worked with the Arabian Nights so the style is very much like the cool. you know beautiful costumes and incredible horses and and all the money goes to fund the rescues that she works very very hard to uh, to keep on her uh, uh, on her property there she has over 50 wow. rescue horses so um, and she she seizes the um, she seizes the, the horse, she goes in and, and tells the people, I want to get her on camera doing it. I want to be like one of those reality shows and go behind her, like where the person's going, fighting with her. And she's like, no, I'm taking him. And she does, she just goes in and, and she gets them and, and walks them off. You and, should do wow. that. Wouldn't it be incredible? Yeah. I mean, to like me, it's cheaters. Like, yeah. <laughs>
Oh, wow. Yeah, we there's, went there. There's much to share. We'll, we'll have many more segments to go, Louisa, because I'm going to have rescue stories, I know, piled up in a, in a big heap. I know that. Yes, I know. I think it's wonderful. We're going to put the website up for you one more time. Um, you cannot take Hidalgo, though. <laughs> okay, well, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll leave him uh, open for a while. How about that? Yes, we should, because I got my mom out there. But he's pretty amazing. He's, right? he's going to be on the Christmas show. Yes. You've got some time. Exactly. My mom's got like a month to yep. come out and check your mom out. in the in the Christmas show. Horses <laughs> without humans. .org is the website. Yvonne, um, you're amazing, incredible. You and your team, Jen, and the rest of the crew there do an absolutely phenomenal job. You can check out their adoptables. You can follow them on Facebook and make sure you get tickets to the show. I think general admission is only $10. It's really inexpensive, and you can't beat the, uh, the quality of this show at the Canterbury Showplace. Uh, and I think you'll really, really enjoy it. It'll start your Christmas off with a proper boost at the beginning of December. And uh, what, a, what a wonderful cause. What an incredible team of people. Uh, Yvonne, thank you so much for being with us again uh, this week and sharing with us your special horse of the week. All right. Thanks, Louisa. We'll see you soon. All right, Yvonne. Thank you. Uh, Yvonne Barteau, she is a, um, a dressage professional, works very hard training uh, her own horses and other people's horses to uh, to fund that 501c3. This past weekend she was riding. Yeah, she was she's riding a, one of her young horses. She's an incredible she's rider. And, uh, and so definitely um, worth following and supporting another hey. wonderful uh, charity, 501c3, that we uh, definitely look out for and try to promote on the show. We have one more segment to go. One more? We have one we more segment, segment to go, and we're <laughs> going to have a little bit of fun for the, for the end of the show. We're going to get everybody... Uh, mashed up here, and uh, people who are professionals in the in the filming business will hate it because it'll be all out of we're like. All mush in. But we're all going to mush in. I got to get a, a a comment on the horse world from uh, from each of our guests uh, today, and have them just give us a little uh, trinket of information that may be worthwhile. Something either they've learnt or something that they really have a strong feeling about. Maybe about the Breeders' Cup this past weekend. Uh, maybe about the upcoming uh, three-day international event at the Ocala Jockey Club, but something special from our guests that we'll close out the show with. So stay with us on the Horse Talk Show. I'm Louisa Barton, and we'll be right back. This show is presented Come by on, Peterson & Smith Equine Hospital, one of the top equine hospitals in the USA with services including ambulatory, surgery, sports medicine, reproduction, and with doctors on call 24 hours a day. Check them out now at petersonsmith.com. The opinions of the hosts and guests on the Horse Talk Show are not necessarily that of Peterson & Smith Equine Hospital. This hour of the Horse Talk Show is presented by Palm Chevrolet in Ocala, where the entire team is committed to making your experience in sales and services hassle-free and easier than ever, with no games or gimmicks. Come in and visit on Southwest College Road or online at palmchevrolet.com. A second to none experience with all the amenities. Palm Chevy, find new roads. This show is sponsored in part by Earthsong Ranch, improving and restoring health since 1998 for the health of your horses, dogs, and cats with natural probiotic-based supplements, herbal dewormers, all-natural fly sprays, joint supplements, plus Earthsong Ranch is a great resource for health information. Find Earthsong Ranch on Facebook or at earthsongranch.com. This show is sponsored in part by Hilton Garden Inn, Downtown Louisville, only five miles from Churchill Downs, 
Enjoy the two most exciting minutes in sports, plus a hearty breakfast and a mimosa, and let Hilton Garden Inn do the rest. Book for Derby 2020 now. Our Facebook broadcast sponsor is Lawson Farms. The Lawson Farms mission is simple, to be the leader in quality and value. Richard, owner of Lawson Farms, is committed to a positive attitude, integrity, dedication, quality, and teamwork. Lawson Farms is committed to being your supplier of Idaho's finest alfalfa, a complete line of mixed and grass hay. Lawson Farms, Idaho's finest alfalfa. This show is sponsored in part by 1K Helmets, certified to ASTM standards, where the perfect synergy of advanced technology meets aesthetically pleasing design wrapped in a package that traditionalists appreciate. Check them out at 1khelmets.com and like them on Facebook. 1K Helmets, where style meets safety. Welcome back to the Horse Talk Show presented by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. I'm Louisa Barton, and yes, we do have a bit of a lineup here in the studio. Uh, the first thing I want to do is I want to thank Briggs Surratt. He has um, been uh, behind the scenes running the camera for us tonight. What a fine job. He's been communicating with Captain Jack Sparrow hey, Captain in Jack. the other room, and they've done a mighty fine job. We've had a great show. It's been a wonderful lineup. We've talked about everything from racing to eventing to rescuing horses, retraining OTTBs uh, off the track and the success that they go on to, um, very versatile horses in their future careers. We've really talked about some some controversial things, some um, some armchair social media people that we're not big fans of that don't know necessarily what goes on behind the scenes. Um, I'm going to start down here with Stacey Emery from Camelou Farms and just have her kind of Tell us something either important that matters to her, maybe something about racing or eventing or about thoroughbreds, or just to share something even that we've covered on the show. So throwing you straight under the bus there. <laughs> yes, thank you. Um, just that the horses that people get either off the track or quarter horses, any, any breed, just if you take them, be responsible for them. Take care of them. Amen. When they don't want to do what you want to do, you don't get to just dump them. Absolutely. You bought them, you're responsible for them. Either rehome them or keep them. Yes, it's, exactly. It's not fair. They, yeah. don't, they don't ask you to take them out of what they're doing, put them in another job. They don't get along with that job, and it's your decision and your responsibility to rehome them into a job that either they want to do or can do better. Absolutely. I and agree. If you can't do that, then don't get one. Exactly. <laughs> There you go. You're right, and and make sure they go to a good place. Absolutely. If you do sell or yes, check the people that are inquiring about a horse you have for sale. Absolutely. And with the social media nowadays, it's not it's not hard. It's mm -hmm. really easy. It is. You're right. And you it's know, recently really I got a 22 year old um, Tennessee Walker mm -hmm. that came with the best buddy Mini, mm -hmm. um, and, and from a lady. And I, I'd say it's about a month, maybe just over a month ago, um, that that happened. And that lady has texted me, Nancy, every yeah. other day to see how they're doing. And I feel like she 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 yeah. already knew I love horses. She isn't checking, I'm feeding them. She just misses them and yeah. just wants to check in and I send her photos. And I love that. I think that's someone who really loves that horse, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that's how it how it should be. You know, you, you let the people know when you rehome a horse, I'm gonna stay in touch. Absolutely. And that's why you I know? tell people, if you get a horse through me or through my barn or with my help, please tag me in pictures on Facebook. Yes. Tag me in videos. I will never get upset if you tag me. Mm -mm. Never get upset if you email me, text me. I want to know what they're doing. 
I, I love it when I get a update on a horse that says, oh, so-and-so went cross-country schooling for the first time today, and he was perfect, and he loves it. And that's you're like, awesome. yes! exactly wow. why I do this. Yeah, that's brilliant. Yeah, so. so I'm going to go to my other beautiful blonde. <laughs> Uh, Lee McCathan. I'm going to say congratulations to Pufefe. Yes. <laughs> uh, I have no excuse for what happened in the Classic, but 187 horses did race, um, and one tragedy did happen, but we all love horses so much, and none of us ever want that to happen. Mm -mm. So, yeah, everybody who hates on it. Yes. We support it because we love them. We do. We love the horses. We love racing. And, and you know, um, Jim Gluckson uh, from Media Relations with the uh, Breeders' Cup sent out a, uh, an email, you know, afterwards saying they are going to go to every single end of everything to the full limits to investigate and to try to figure out what happened. And, you know, speculating between now and then isn't going to do anything for anybody. Um, you know, I, I have seen incredible reforms in this year in racing. And do we need more? We probably do need more. Um, but I think that it's a changing um, the process. It's happening. We're watching improvements. We're seeing. We're seeing more care, more, you know, and, and I don't believe that there's ever been a case of I just don't care about my racehorse and, and want it to break down. I don't think that's ever happened to anybody because even if you're only in it to make money, you don't want that to happen. And if you're in it because you love the horse, you don't want that to happen. So I think what, you know, to, to speculate that it's, you know, somehow it, to me is just it's so wrong and, I, and it really upsets me having spent hours in the backside of racetracks with the grooms with the riders with the trainers with the owners and to have seen the other side of it you know and when well, I, I saw Scott uh, Steve Asmussen's assistant right. and I said hey it's Louisa Lee's friend and I said um, do you have any carrots he goes on the desk and in there baby peeled carrots you know these are not people who don't care about the horses and so good point you know um, stop hating um, stop praying for change and that you know that we can do more all the time to improve the situations and keep the horses as safe as possible and and don't criticize people unless you actually are on the inside and know what's going on you know Paulette <laughs> Wow there's so many things I could say in the horse world <laughs> it is what makes me breathe I mean there is nothing else that does make me breathe but horses and and the thing that I like the most about is to be with great horsemen who appreciate horsemen and horses. I mean, there obviously in this room is enough love mm -hmm. for the animals that um, it, it could go around a, a long ways. But um, I think always be thankful for at the, at the end of the day, whatever horse you have for what they give you and, and appreciate the horsemen around you. And education is the key to a lot of things, not only education for different disciplines and the sports, but education to be able to understand the sports, what goes into it, what goes into the, what people do, whether it's rescuing, whether it's you know three-day eventing, whether it's barrel racing. You need to have an education to understand, to have an opinion about those things. And, and, and being said, that education is quite in-depth. So um, I think that there has to be more respect for everything involved and to respect um, the people that are involved in the horse business and respect the horses and, and I think that would 
um, go a long ways. It's a lot of hard work, yeah. no doubt about that. Mm -hmm. Absolutely no doubt. And I think whether you have a pasture pet or a, or a top Olympic horse, you know, you, uh, my horse is 34 and has been with me wow. for 26 years. That's amazing. Since I was in diapers. <laughs> and my friend Isabel is picking me up on Sunday morning at 8 o'clock and we're riding on the beach. Oh, yeah. And my, last time I That's rode awesome. my horse on the beach, we went six miles. Wow. That's, That's terrific. Fun. Yeah, and I can do a shout out for Larson's Hay, Seminole Feed, Dak Vitamins and Minerals, Summit Joint Performance, <laughs> and um, everything that keeps him going. Uh, but he is he's in brilliant shape. And if he was a thoroughbred, he would have won the Triple Crown because still nobody can get past him on the trail. <laughs> he gets go. upset, doesn't he? He gets he really does. He gets really, he wants to be in the lead man, yeah. And her horse was walking faster than him on the track at the Catherine Brothers. We oh. were on the track riding, the one that American Pharaoh was trained on, I might add. Um, and we were riding together and her horse was walking past him and he was like this. <laughs> like, he was mad. Yes, he did. Rick. Ah, Love I, having you as a co-host, by the way. Being here. Thanks You're for brilliant. Me. Yes. I think in the vein of what we've been talking about is, you know, our lives are too short to be cruel, yeah. right? And we're all in this together. And each day we should appreciate each day as it is and be nice. Uh, if you have something that you want to say that might be some input, then give your input and then move on. And I think, you know, we've, I've been on the side of, of, you know, being judged and I don't think that's a fun place to be. So don't judge. <laughs> let's all be together and each day let's live our life. We might have divisions in our country right now. Uh, I think we all need to come together. Um, it's not Republican, it's not Democrat, it's humans and humans and horses. And I think that's where we need to go. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you 100%. And um, on that note, quick mentions, um, uh, the international three-day event at the Ocala Jockey Club, 14th to the 17th. Uh, it's going to be an absolutely incredible uh, weekend. Just beautiful. You you can't beat it. Honestly, I promise you, we'll have chamber weather, uh, and it and it'll be it'll be just a beautiful 900 acres of gorgeous farm. Um, and on another mention uh, for horse people who are interested, November 22nd, uh, we actually will have our congressman Ted Yoho here, who is a DVM, uh, and we will be inviting people to come to the chamber and listen to him. He has come up with a five-year guest worker permit for farm workers wow. and uh, it's incredible the plan is amazing we've been going backwards and forwards with him on this for about a year and a half and within the next 12 months we're going to get it passed it's been tweaked and tweaked and tweaked um, and it's going to help our farm workers a great deal and he's going to talk Much about needed. that on the 22nd oh, um, that's part actually of our advocacy program at the CEP for the farms and the farm workers and um, it's it's a great plan. It's um, it's really not costly at all, and it's um, it's going to give our workers five years to stay in the United States, and then give the opportunity to renew that at the okay. end of the five years. So we love Ted Yoho, and he's been working on this for a long Go time. Teddy. So yeah, uh, and it's uh, it's incredible. It's and, always um, nice when somebody has answers instead of yes, you know. he's great congressman, and he's going to get it passed. I'm quite sure of it. And we're yeah. supporting him, and uh, one of the things that we need to do is we need to educate, do workshops at the farms and educate the farm workers, um, you know, and, and so they understand the importance of this program and all of the benefits. So I'll be sharing more about that um, with you. I want to thank our guest, 
Um, we've actually had a, a, some some of the most wonderful horse people in here uh, this evening have been talking about a number of different uh, disciplines and breeds, and um, that's what Ocala, Marion County, Florida, the horse capital of the world, is all about. It's all about the variety of breeds we have here. So many horses, so many wonderful horse people. I think the Breeders' Cup races last weekend showed us over 40 connections out of 180 uh, plus horses that ran that were connected here to uh, the horse capital of the world. And I'm uh, I'm super proud of all of them. Uh, McCathan Brothers Training Center is uh, one of my favorite places <laughs> here, and they certainly have do an absolute phenomenal job starting the horses. So um, I guess I'm just thank everybody for being thank here, you. for loving the horse. Well, let's thank you thank for you. for bringing everything to the forefront and and having this great show and and bringing things out that needs to be brought out. We yeah, appreciate you. I do. I think that we support uh, horse oh, racing. I'm going to make sure that um, yeah, you are, I'm going to make sure you all get one. I'm sure Lisa and Robert are watching. I'm going to look in a minute. They probably commented, on the way! Um, but we will get a box of those sent here to Ocala so we can share those. And um, they're an absolutely wonderful group of people who are really cheering on racing and really um, supporting what we love and it truly is a labor of love people do not get up at three or four in the morning and do what they do because they don't love it and uh, and and they're like our children we want to see them go out and succeed and then go on to have another career and uh and and go on and, and be a success and have a wonderful life because we love horses and we are advocates for the horse whether you're in ocala marion county the horse capital of the world or not happy horsing around until next time